everyone and welcome to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host James and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. And this week we have special guest Mike Harniman with us. How are you doing, Mike? Yeah, good evening. Very well. How are you? Not bad. You just answered that. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward nice way start to start. To, nice start to the pod, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, are you feeling confident ahead of your home and away challenge? Um, it's going to be a tricky one, um, but I'll give it a good go. I'll give it a good go. So yes. yeah, we'll see how it comes out. Good stuff. Um, would you like to tell the listeners what it is that you do? Yeah. So I run, um, an online radio station, which is called Storm FM. Um, yeah. and on there we have music, we have, uh, our very own sort of thing like this, where we have the goal line as well, which is sort of a, a football talk show that we have on there. Yeah. Um, and I've also done other stuff like media stuff as well. Um, I'm media manager for a football club as well. As a, oh, nice. a, uh, was seven aside, now eleven aside football club as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is in the Essex area. Um, so I've reunited as uh, as the team. Nice. So uh, yeah, and I've done a few interviews with footballers and that as well. So past past players. Um, and any big names in there? Not really, just most notably players from, from like my hometown, Stevenage, um, from oh, a few enough. players that played there. So a few Stevenage legends. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, not really anyone in particular, uh, but there may be a few names that you've heard of, but they're all up on the website, the uh, the Facebook oh, page. To, uh, I'll send you the link to that later or out. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matt. Yes. How are you doing? Oh, I thought you were going to ignore me and just leave me there. No, no. I can't leave no. you rotting in corner. Create a bad smell. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm not that old, but cheers anyways. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm good, mate. All good with me. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, anything anyone wants to get out before we go through some news? Because there's a fair bit of news this week. Um, have you seen that thing that uh, Man City are releasing a TV series on Amazon Prime? I saw little bits, but explain in detail. I want to know. Pretty much, from the from the looks of it, I've just been watching the trailer of it before. It looks incredible, by the way. Just seems to be a bit of an in depth look to them last season, like looking in at looking into team talks, training sessions, or like behind the scenes to it. Pretty much, yeah. But it looks really, really good. So yeah, that should be coming soon on Amazon Prime. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Like, I'd, I'd like to know. Um... How Pep gets his team talks out and how he gets them all firing and all cylinders. Oh, well, they the, the had a fantastic season, so yeah. The trailer's out there already, so if you wanted a sneak peek, it's out there for people to see. So, well, what's it called? I, I think I know someone who might be giving that a watch in Gareth Southgate, trying to know how to get the best out of Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Just, just, just don't play him. Play Rashford. <laughs> There's that option as well. Um, play, play, him, play him out wide. Who knows? Yeah, we'll uh, quickly bash through some of this news then because we've got loads to get through. Crack on. So let's crack on. Uh, Buffon, his 17-year reign as the most expensive goalkeeper comes to an end. Liverpool have confirmed the signing of Roma goalkeeper Allison for £67 million. So much for us saying he was going to Chelsea. Yeah, I know. Kind of blew our old <laughs> argument last week about keepers going where, Butland going to Liverpool, this, that, and the other. But 17 year reign, history is over. Considering how much money at the time with Buffon's deal from Parma to Juve went, which was 
oh god, top med, I can't remember now, probably about 50 odd year, 50 euro mills, 50 million years, I should say. Say that in English. Yeah, 50 euro mills. Yeah, no, I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> now. Money now. Yeah, I know. They hate getting to you by any chance. I know. <laughs> but in today's market, I think that Buffon deal would absolutely destroy this one for value for money, anyways. But, um, but yeah. But like you said, Van Dyke went for 75. The market's ludicrous at the moment, so it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. another keeper moved this summer and beat that one, so you just don't know, do you? Um, do you think he'll strengthen that Liverpool defence, though? Um, as long as they tend to stick with one goalkeeper rather than flip-flopping between Karius and Mignolet, as long as the, the defence gets used to someone, he has a presence to himself, he can organise from back to front, it can only be a positive, really, it's just Will he settle straight off the bat or will he t- yeah. take a little bit of bedding? Because obviously Serie A is a completely different league to Premiership, so time will tell. Well, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of um, differences. It's a bit more physical, I think, in the Premier League, yeah. for, um, especially for goalkeepers. Like they've, they've got to be a bit more commanding than they have in other leagues. Um, yeah, don't so to take a bit more. Forwards and obviously defenders going for corners don't tend to take any prisoners, really. So, yeah, we'll see how yeah, we... Exactly. Because you just got to remember when De Gea came across from Atleti and for the first season it was non-existent. Yeah, it's but yeah. Well, it's a fair age difference in that, so it might be an unfair comparison to make, but you just don't know till a few games bedded in and see how he does, Alison Becker. Yeah. How do you think he'll get on, Mike? Um, I think, to be honest, Liverpool needed to strengthen in that area because obviously with last season... They were sort of chopping and changing with Mignolet and Carrius. And then yeah, towards yeah. the end of the season, they went with Carrius for the Champions League. And I think they have Mignolet for the league, majority of the league game. Um, I think Carrius played a fair few in the league, but okay. they, they sort of swapped when they seem to, they seem to run with Carrius at the end of the season in the league. Yeah, they seem to stick yeah. so, they didn't then. But like, obviously the Champions League game, that kind of just shows straight away that they had to do something because obviously he yeah. was at fault for, what, two of the goals, two of the three goals? Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah. So, um, and then he's also been at fault a couple of games in pre-season as well. I think there was one at Tranmere and I think there was one yeah, was. at Dortmund yesterday as well. So, Yeah, yeah, it's not looking brilliant for him at the minute, but it's, I suppose, could you compare it to the Joe Hart situation? But two goalkeepers really out of form that Joe Hart's obviously uh, a bit older than Carriers. But... Carriers seems to be more... What's the right way to put this? Concentrated. It's all happening all at once in like a couple of games back to back. I know Joe Hart wasn't great, yeah. but it wasn't as catastrophic mistakes. And obviously, Joe Hart's got a bit more experience to deal with this sort of thing mentally because Carrius is still a young goalkeeper. So I wouldn't really say it's the same thing. I think it'd be harder for Carrius yeah. to come back from this than it would be for Joe Hart, who's obviously trying to sort himself out a new club at the moment. There's talks of him going abroad again on loan and whatnot. So. So, but I think that could be the end of Carrius at Anfield as well, though. I think, because obviously they've got Mignolet as well still. Yeah. I think, to be yeah. honest, it's going to be Carrius who's going to be the one that makes way. Um, and Mignolet will be quite a reliable number two. Well, Mignolet is apparently linked with Barcelona now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is also true. That, that's that's crept out of the woodwork. I don't know how or why, but <laughs> that's that's the rumour going round. Well, Barcelona are looking at changing their goalkeepers as well, so it might just be a goalkeeper merry-go-rounds merry go this summer with yeah. people going all over the spot. So, But yeah, I've heard rumours that they potentially might be keeping Carriers' back up. Oh no, sorry, turning Carriers out on loan and get rid of Mignolet and whatnot, but... Yeah. Uh, well, we'll just have to see what Liverpool decide to do. 
Uh, Richardson, though, arriving at Everton ahead of his medical for what is to believed what is to be believed to be around a fifty million pound transfer. Um, as we've said many times about Richardson, he's really quick. He's a really skillful player who, when at his best, can change a game entirely. Mm. Um, it's looking fairly likely to go through because he's had his medical on Monday, which is the day of recording. Yep. Um, but do you think it's a fair price for the Brazilian? He's young. I think, obviously, I think he's still paying for a lot of potential with, with him because he's still showing yeah. you that he's not fully matured yet because of his, his consistency. Obviously, he started extremely well for Watford when he got over there, but then obviously he's dipped formed and everyone's dipped formed and Silva got sacked. So potentially bringing him back yeah. to Everton might be able to reinvigorate him and he might be able to push on a bit more. But Today's market, he's young, he's Brazilian, he's shown that he can score goals in the Premiership. I still think it's a little high, but they could probably justify it. Yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement with yeah. him, and I think that's where that's where the flexibility and the fee comes yeah. in, because of the the room for improvement, like, like you say, he's still young. Yeah. Um, obviously, Watford signed him for £13 million from... Fluminense. Yes. And like you say, he got five goals in his first 12 games before the dip of form. Uh, obviously got Marco Silva the sack. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, honestly, he's he's the one that could bring out the best in Richarlison. Because obviously, when he first joined, he was spot on. Like, we were raving about him, weren't we? When, uh, he was oh, I was, I was pretty much straight away putting uh, him in my fantasy team. Like, after a couple of games of yeah, like, play, like, I thought, yeah, he has to be in there. Because, you know, he was just the, the kind of player that was lighting up the league. Yeah, yeah precisely. Totally like totally agree. he had that flair about him and that spark, and it it was just game to get goals. Like there were no messing around with him. Um, but I I do honestly think the move to Everton is a really good move for him. I think he'll be he'll do well there. Yeah, I think Marco Silva is going to do a good job at Everton. Like as long as they can solve the problems from last season, where they had zero width and. But Richelson yeah. tends to be a player that cuts you from the left hand side anyway, so you could fire him out on the left hand side of the pitch. So. Yeah, could be, start, could be start the solution to Everton's narrow-minded forward thinking. So. It'd be interesting to see how Everton actually do this season, though, because obviously they spent quite a bit of money last year on uh, on Pickford and um, yeah. the likes of the likes oh, of Sigerson and, and stuff yeah. like that as well. They spent yeah. you know yeah. a fair amount. I think it was probably close to a hundred million, wasn't it? I think they're enough. I think it was. It, was, it, it, it wasn't was just far off, two yeah. players. You've just said so. Yeah. So, like, it'd just be interesting to see how they do. Six I think there's a good chance that, you know, they could be like the Burnley of last season. They could be there or thereabouts in the Europa League positions. I was going to say, it wouldn't surprise me if they were hovering around the European places because they have got the, some quality players in that team. It's just whether they can get the best out of the players that they have got and the players' the system that suits them. Rather than playing three number 10s off the striker and two of them out wide where they've got no pace or width for anything, which was the, their game plan last season. So, it's just whether they can... Yeah. Move forward with the players they've got, and they still need a couple more players in, like. But they should be all right, I think Everton. But we said that last season. I think I think they'll, they'll do all right. You you look back at um, Silver's time at Watford. They were they were top half at table for a fair bit of it, and then obviously that dip in form made them drop right down. Yeah, it was as soon as the um, transfer, the managerial talk to go to Everton. Watford just seemed to crack. Yeah, as soon as that came out, it was it was just like a breakdown, and then. He ended up getting the sack. It'll be interesting to see if he goes back for any other players from Watford as well, because there's some good players in that Watford team. Yeah. Behave. 
<laughs> Only scores screamers decor oh, Troy Dane, right. I think go. Go. get some cojones in there. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everton though have been linked with uh, a couple of other players. Uh, Barcelona defender Lucas Digny. Yeah. Digny. I'll That's go with right. that. Um, and Bordeaux winger Malcolm, oh, who word. is actually looking likely to head to Roma now, uh, as of. <laughs> Just before About recording, coming out yeah. that they've agreed a fee. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there's still yet to sign a player this window, other than Richarlison, who's looking likely to. Do you know what's for... funny though for Malcolm? Well, it's not really funny for Everton fans, but the whole Liverpool giving Roma all this money has now facilitated Roma signing Malcolm ahead of Everton. So Liverpool. That's right. Liverpool, know, it's Liverpool signing Alisson Becker is stuffing Everton over. So. No, I was just going to say it's disappointing <laughs> on Arsenal's part as well because obviously Malcolm was highly linked with Arsenal last year in uh, I think the January window. Yeah, there's a lot of talk of him yeah. going to United as well in this transfer window alone. So it's just Bromer seemed to be taking the lead on this transfer. Yeah, he's been linked to Tottenham. He's been linked to quite a few teams, Malcolm. So yeah, yeah. Well, he's looking likely to go to Roma now. So that's Ooh. that. Uh, but Chelsea have uh, made contact with Juventus with the hopes of signing Higuain from them. Uh, could could we see a pairing up again of Sarri and Higuain from their time when they were at Napoli together? Obviously, he had an unbelievable record whilst he was at Napoli. Can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was a really good goal-scoring mm. record. It's um, just whether what Juve but... have planned for Higuain. Now, obviously, with Ronaldo coming in, it's whether they're going to play Ronaldo out-and-out striker game in, game out, because... Have you seen the fact um, the stats coming out? Um, Ronaldo's medical. Apparently, he's got the phys- um, the body of a twenty year old. Like <laughs> he's he's definitely got years left in the time at Juve. So it's just whether Higuain. I, I love about that Ronaldo the string vest is that um, this, <laughs> yeah the string vest and the the comparison against Big Sam. <laughs> And um, it says you versus um, the guy she told you not to worry about, and it's Big Sam stood there. <laughs> well, it's just whether, like I said, Juve do the need Higuain. Ronaldo's going to be there week in week out. They've obviously got Ibala. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they do play as they can, but he could also play the striking role. So it's just whether Juve have got space for him in this team. Or they need to re. Mm. They could definitely. Well, they, they might be selling Dybala, as far as I'm, as far as I've heard. Um, yeah. The chances are that it's either him or um, the French guy. Uh, the French guy who's in the World Cup squad. Both have been linked with Arsenal. Um, Dembele, that's the guy. So it could be either of those two that could be on the way to Arsenal at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah Usman Dembele from Barca. Yeah. Barca from yeah, well, there's, there's so many transfers that are causing other teams to yeah, to well, panic by and stuff. That's it's, why we all the transfer window. It affects everyone. It's the main reason why I play football well, manager. Yeah. Transfer window. Oh, I'm like... still playing football manager as well. Like, I, I <laughs> love the game. So do I. Religiously, mate. Religiously. <laughs> <laughs> Both times not regarding football manager. I've got it split screen on my laptop while doing this podcast. So yeah, sorry. Carry on. Don't okay. worry, so have I. I've got my, uh, <laughs> actually, my, my lower league save, my UAE save, UEA save, sorry, the uh, University of East Anglia. Fair <laughs> play. Nice. There you go. Nice. Kudos. <laughs> but um, with the Higuain thing um, from Napoli, it was 71 goals in 104 games, so you can see his yeah. record there. It speaks for itself. There, there you go. That's the one. Yeah. 
cra- he's a cracking striker. Obviously featured in the World Cup final 2014. Mm. Scored his famous offside goal. Uh, I think he's still okay. celebrating that one. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think he'd be a brilliant fit for Chelsea. Obviously, Sarri's worked with him in the past at Napoli, like we said. Um, but Chelsea love that bulldog type striker. Well, and like I think he's just a perfect fit for him. Not like Morata. Oh, I was going to say. Like Diego Costa. Yeah, I Costa. Could, yeah. yeah, I know. Co- Costa and Drogba. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make that. a joke with Morata. Giroud as well, you could sort of say that he's yeah, like that. Coming back um, to the right goal streak, isn't he? He scored oh, in every yeah. game, didn't he? <laughs> um, sticking with Chelsea, though, as Barcelona make a third attempt to sign William by offering £55 million, to which Chelsea have now rejected oh. as of just before recording again. We picked the right time to record, know, didn't we? <laughs> um, Barcelona seems certain on the fact that they're going to sign yeah. William. They're, they're constantly upping their offers. Um, he did himself come out and say back in May that he did want to leave the club, which got Manchester United yeah. interested. But this was whilst Conte was there. He might have now maybe changed his mind since Sarri's been appointed. Don't know. But Chelsea reportedly holding out for a bid around the £70 million mark and possibly look at replacing the Brazilian with the out-of-favour Martial until United decided to block the transfer, claiming Martial's not for sale. So Chelsea are kind of stuck. Well, at the moment, them. Chelsea could be losing Willian, Eden Hazard and Thibaut Courtois all in one summer. So <laughs> yes, not well, They're going to have some war chest to spend good. after if they do sell them all. But Well, yeah, definitely. But Martial, I don't, I don't see United selling him. I know he doesn't get that many games, but there's too much potential in that kid. Before selling him, they're probably more likely to loan him out to someone. And if that doesn't then break him through to the first team, yeah. it's like them United with Andres Pereira. He's getting a lot of talk this preseason now. Yeah. He should be pushed to the first team. But with United signing likes of Fred and that, it's either going to be another loan or they will end up selling him, to be truthful. But I don't think, I don't see United selling Marshall yet. Don't see it. No, I don't either, to be honest. Um, Mike, how's it feel knowing that Chelsea is slowly falling um, apart being an Arsenal fan? Part of me, part of me is happy about it. Part of me is not happy about it because, you know, the Arsenal side of me. <laughs> it was Tottenham. Nah, yeah, I'm, I wish it was Tottenham. Yeah, but look at the stadium. Look, look what the stadium looks like. It looks like a nice toilet. Toilet seat. Yeah, I've seen that. But um, no, my granddad was a, a big Chelsea fan, so that's you know that's oh, that, that's why I'm kind of a little bit. It's a little bit sad to see in a way. Um, yeah, but from an Arsenal perspective, it's like, well, we might sneak in there. We might sneak into top top four. You know, if uh, somebody else falls apart as well, maybe Liverpool or or somebody like that. Um, Talk, talking yeah, of that though, maybe. obviously Arsenal. Have, how do you think Arsenal have done so far? Transfer policy this summer. Do you still think they need more? Yeah, I do. I think we've we've, we've done okay. We've strengthened in pretty much the right areas. Uh, we've got the keeper we needed in in um, Bert Leno. We've got Socrates. I can't even say his second name, to be fair. The Greek fella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we've got Grimbozzi, who is obviously young and is going to be up and coming. Um, and then the... Who are the other two? Lucas Pereira. I'm happy with yeah. him. Uruguayan. Lucas, Lucas Pereira, sorry. Yeah, happy yes. with him. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the way that he bulldozed off uh, Ronaldo in the uh, Portugal-Uruguay game in the... World Cup. That was that was a highlight for me. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, and Liechtenstein uh, competition <laughs> for Bellerin. Bellerin needs it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Precisely. It got a bit too comfortable, didn't it, Bellerin, towards uh, those later Too comfortable and just he didn't have any competition. The competition he had was from people in the wrong positions, yeah, um, yeah, just yeah. being played there, Maitland-Niles or Callum well, Chambers yeah, or something. So, to be honest, he needed a lot of competition. Um, and, yeah, with Leach and Steiner, the experience should do him good. Should do him good. Good. Yeah. Hopefully so. Um, it'd be good to see a transformed Arsenal. Um, are you looking forward to seeing how Arsenal are under um, Emery now instead of Arsenal? It's Wenger? weird, like you know, pretty much like the majority of, of Arsenal fans my age. It's like the lifetime, yeah. Never heard of George Graham and the likes of them, so it's like. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I, I, I know about George Graham. Um, but no, I, I was quite. Quite pleased to see Wenger leave. Um, yeah. I've been wanting him to go for a little while because, to be honest... It was a bit delayed, wasn't it? It should have been about three or four years ago. You have like an old dog that's quite unwell, but you're reluctant to put him down sort of thing. It's like, oh, but he's part of the family. But yeah, he needs to put down. Sort of. Probably not the nicest. Probably not the nicest. <laughs> but Wenger, like, Wenger's probably... Nah. But nah, Wenger should have gone, I reckon, 10 years ago. I, I reckon he should have gone probably... This pretty much the start of the demise. Um, yeah. Or if I'm being nice to the guy after the uh, yeah. Hull FA Cup game. Well, there you go. That's from an Arsenal fan's perspective. Um, Huddersfield have completed the signing of... Go on, Matt, help me out. Adama... Uh, Diakabe. Diakabe, there we go, from Monaco for an undisclosed fee. Obviously, it's not been revealed yet. Uh Seems like an exciting young player. He's got a bit of pace to him, a bit of skill as well, who apparently can play anywhere across the front line and also fill in as, as a number 10 if needed. Uh, I think he's set to get a, a bit of game time, to be fair, for Huddersfield, considering that they didn't really have too much pace going forwards. Um, yeah, but I think um, this addition would be all right now. Obviously, he's still quite an unproven talent really 22 yeah. years old so I think this is pretty much his make or break club if play anywhere along the front line he's got a total of six career goals in about 47 games it's yeah. he needs to be scoring more but maybe Huddersfield's going to be the club that where he makes it where he breaks it breaks him not where he makes it I should say makes it or breaks it yeah we'll, we'll go with that <laughs> Huddersfield's probably the club where he makes it or breaks it so yeah time will tell. he's still like you said he's still young but Getting to that point where I need to start proving something. So, Huddersfield might be the right fit for him. Yeah. You heard much about him? Um, like? Not an awful lot. I know that he can play as a number 10. He can play on either wing as well. Um, so, it's... Yeah. I'm not sure, really. Like It'd be interesting to see what uh, David Wagner can do with him. You know, whether he can actually get him to to uh, yeah, fit like... into the mould that he wants to play. Because, um, obviously, they have some, some decent players. Yeah. They've got, I think, Aaron Moy is the main <coughs> one, to be honest, who I kind of relate to. And, I yeah, rate him pretty highly. Um, yeah, yeah. And also the other striker as well. Um, Depotra. That's the one, yes. Depotra. I think he's very good as well. So it just depends if he can fit those three into the main sort of system he wants to play, really. Yeah. Hopefully so. I mean, uh, Huddersfield could be in another relegation scrap this season, um, depending on how they start off, really. If they can start off and keep it going throughout the season, they should be all right. But. You never know. You never know. Uh, Wolves, though, have agreed a deal with Monaco. Again, a Monaco player leaving the club uh, to sign Portuguese midfielder João Moutinho for around £5 million. Uh, 
the 31 year old Portuguese international will reportedly sign a two year deal with the newly promoted side. Uh, Moutinho's agent is George Mendes, who has close links with Wolves. Um, obviously, a very experienced playmaker. Um, getting towards the end of his career, I'd say, being at 31 years old. Um, third most capped player for his country with 113 appearances for Portugal. Ryan Ronaldo and Figo, I'm guessing. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and he joins a lot of Portuguese players. I was about <laughs> to say that. Because even in the transfer window, there's like Patricio as well. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's, what are Wolves going to pull out next from Portugal? Madeline McCann? <laughs> Uh, serious note though um, he's probably the perfect fit to be alongside um, Neves in the centre midfield so I I think it's a real good sign to be truthful Um, for a 31 year old centre midfielder 5 million pounds bargain current market yeah it is a bargain and he's a proven quality player Yal Martinez so should should do good work for us but yeah, that Portuguese bloodline is brilliant. They've got uh, Diego Yota, Ruben Neves. Oh, have you seen um, who they're also linked with? Who? It's Portuguese. Have a guess. Not Ronaldo. Uh, Nani. Ronaldo. <laughs> Nani. Uh, Pepe. Oh, Pepe. Ah. That... So there's talks of him getting Pepe as well. So that'd be interesting. To see Pepe. And so they're just going for all the older Portuguese players, then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. No, Portugal's OAP yeah. squad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think Moutinho would do a good job for him as well, especially like with Neves in there as well. Neves yeah. was a star player last season for them, and he, you know, pretty much helped Definitely. them get promoted. Um, I remember seeing one of their games. I think it was live on Sky, and Neves scored a screamer from about thirty-five well, yards. Well, and I was like, what? Well, I'm still having flashbacks about that. How good that goal was! <laughs> was a cracking like, goal. It was an absolute brilliant finish. It's like, yeah. You know, you see that in the. If you saw that in the World Cup, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be out of place. No, absolutely not at all. Absolutely. Uh, moving down into the Championship, though, uh, Stoke have agreed a ten million pound fee for Huddersfield's Tom Ince, mm. good little Championship player, but it wasn't too um, breathtaking in the Premier League. Is probably a nice, nice way to put it. It's Huddersfield's Dwight Gale. <laughs> Great in the championship, but can't cut it in the Premier League. Pretty much. Um, replacement for Shakiri for Stoke, obviously, which could mean Matt Ritchie is staying put at Newcastle, despite their wheeling and dealing approach to the window, whether they're selling a player to buy another player, like Mbemba moving to yeah. Porto, which has just come out before recording again. <laughs> but like I was just saying last week, um, Matt Ritchie should be staying in the Premiership because he's he's got the talent to actually in the Premiership. Tom Ince has struggled so far, but it's only been the one season for him, so he might just need a bit of a a reset, then just reboot and potentially might be able to do it if still go back up or just put himself in that shop window that as he is a talented player like his dad was. But it's definitely not yeah. a perfect replacement for Shakiri. But considering where they at, where they are at now, it might be one of the best they'll be able to get. Mm. To be honest, I don't see him as being a, a direct replacement for Shakiri oh. though. I think they've still got something in the pipeline as well. Do you think? Yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I think Tom Ince can play. You know, like like a you know a couple of other players we've mentioned, he can play a number yeah. of positions. He can play off the striker or even wing yeah, as well, yeah. pretty much. Uh, so I do think that there's a, a good chance they could be, you know, looking at maybe one or two others. Um, 
who will be more direct replacements for Shakiri, yeah. who's obviously going to Liverpool. Yeah, is there any names you want to throw in there? Not really, to be honest. I just, I just don't see it being direct replacement. I think, I, I just, yeah, I think they've got a bit more business to do yet. Yeah, especially if they're going to mount a challenge to come back up, because there's a lot of teams in that Championship League that could do bits this season. That's the thing with the Championship, though. Who would have thought Sheffield United would have done so well last season? Well, to the end. Sorry, <laughs> me. But, um, <laughs> just don't know. It's just whoever starts the best just seems to hold and able to hold. It seems to be able to stick up with yeah. those positions. So could be anyone's division championship next season. I know there's obviously bookmakers have favourites and whatnot, but it's one of those divisions where it could be anyone's. Yeah, it it really could. Um, Stoke are probably going to be like around there. I'd say. Um, Not from what I said at the Ast- end of last season, but yeah. <laughs> Aston Villa maybe. Um, could struggle this I season with all the struggle with the money background. issues they're having. Yeah. Um and then there's teams like Derby County, could Frank Lampard bring them into Premier League? Like there's there's anyone that could jump at it really. Leeds as well could be one. Yeah, I was gonna say Leeds. That one of my yeah. good mates is a, a big yeah. Leeds fan, one of the guys who works on the station with me and stuff. Um and he, he he's always positive about Leeds every preseason. Yeah. But then they just flop off. They literally start off quite well, get around the playoffs and then have a have a blip towards the end yeah. and finish about mid-table. <laughs> Sounds about right for Leeds. <laughs> but maybe maybe this might be their season coming up. But, uh, Mike, it has become that time, that time where you're about to face the home and away challenge. Okay, sweet. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right, let's do this then. Yeah! Yeah, beauty! What a headshot! What a This is home and away. For those of you that don't know, this is a game we play roughly about once a month with a, a contestant that comes onto the show. And how it works is you choose out of 10 questions a home category or an away category for each question. Okay, so category. it's pretty much like question the sport. Essentially, yeah, that's where we yeah. that's where we ripped the idea off Pretty from. <laughs> um, your your home category is about your supported team, and the away category is about any team across the English football leagues. Um, a home correct answer earns you one point, and an away correct answer earns you three points. Currently in the leaderboard, we have Dean Proud, who amazed both me and Matt, scoring twenty one points on Carlisle United. Thomas King, my brother, who scored 13 points on Sheffield Wednesday. And then the first ever contestant, Dan Wordsworth, who scored 11 on Manchester United. Where are you sort of aiming for in that uh, little leaderboard that we've got building up, Mike? I'm aiming for first, but to be honest, we'll see how it goes. I'll I'll be happy if if I'm not last come the end, but first would be lovely. (laughs) There we go. Well, I'll uh, hand over to Matt and let Matt take the reins on this one. Alrighty then, so, Mike, home or away? Okay, I suppose I should start with home. Okay. So, from what club did Arsenal sign Oleg Luzhny from? Oh, jeez. Oleg Luzhny, I'm sure he's like Russian. CSK Moscow, I 
That's my guess. Ukrainian buddy, Dynamo Kiev. That's right, yes, I remember. Unlucky, I, actually remember, I actually remember seeing him play... Um, it was the season when Arsenal played their uh, Champions League games at Wembley. I yeah. went to all three of them. So oh, nice. I actually remember seeing him play. Yeah, Dynamo Kiev actually was one of the teams he played. Fair enough. So, home or away, mate? Um, I suppose I should start with home again until I actually get on off the Okay. In what year did Arsenal start playing at the Emirates Stadium? Well, it's not that long ago. Um, Highbury, so 2000 and... Hold on, we've been there a little while, but not that long. <laughs> uh, what was it? 2011? <sighs> Quite a few years out, buddy. It's 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's all right. So, next. I'm feeling the pressure. It's all right, man. <laughs> the, the pressure doesn't help at just, all. No, just no. woo and breathe and take your time, mate. So, <laughs> home or away? Well, I'm going to go away because home's not working for Okay, me. then. <laughs> right. In last season's Championship Team of the Year, Fulham had three plays in the starting lineup. one being Ryan Sessignon, second being Kearney. Who was the third? Oh, who was the third? That's I don't even know really. Like uh, Fulham. Let's think who it could have been from Fulham. He's recently transferred away from the club. Ooh, that's oh, any, oh, um, that's naughty, mate. A clue for you. Just left Fulham, literally. Uh, Fulham, Fulham. On a free as well. All right, stop giving that's me hints. I'm still trying <laughs> to get my brain moving. Um, <laughs> oh. So it was Kenny Sessignon and I'm gonna to have to pass, I don't know. Okay. I can't I can't. We'll think. come back to it later on. Yeah. I won't give you the answer yet. Okay. okay. Home or away then, bud. Go on then, let's get a home one again. Okay. You you should know this as an Arsenal fan. How many games did Arsenal's famous Invincibles go and beat in over the okay, season over the seasons? Obviously, they went unbeaten one total season, so I'm not looking for 38. Yeah. I'm looking for the season previous leading into that season and the amount of games after that season, premiership games only. Oh, that's a hard question. It was, it was fair, they were yeah. famously beaten by, was it United? Man United, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were going to get to a milestone number. Yeah, it's going to get to 50, I know. Um so it was 49 undefeated in total. Correct. Song. No, that's the so, answer, yeah. Great. Oh, off the mark. Off now they should just flood him with answers. Home or away, <laughs> mate? Yeah, let's have another home again. Okay. Go on. Fire him up. In 2012-13 season, who was Arsenal's leading goal scorer? 2012-13. Yes. Oh. Van Persie. Incorrect. Theo Walcott. Oh, okay. Was Van Persie still around then? Or he left? Um, off the top of my head, I think he was there, but I'm not 100% sure right this second. Yeah. I think that's the season Could be. where I he lived. Don't it know. At the end of that season. Okay. I know he, was, he did quite well. He must have been second top scorer, I think, in that year. Okay. Yeah. So, Homer away. Okay, then let's have, uh, let's have another away one. Okay. Which club's nickname is the Royals? That's Redden. Yes, mate. Correct. <laughs> right there. Yes, yes, get some points. Okay. Home or away? 
I like that. Let's, let's have an away again. Go on. Okay. Who is Sunderland's record signing? Oh, Sunderland's record signing. Jermaine Defoe. Incorrect. Didier Ndong. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Two questions left as well. How many? Two left. Two left. Okay. Home or away, sir? Let's go away again. Let's try another okay. one. Okay. Which club out of Oldham, Swindon, Preston, and Barnsley have not played in the Premiership? So one of those clubs have not played in the Premiership. Who is it? Can you say them again? So Barnsley. Cost- yep. Oldham. Mm-hmm. Swindon. And Preston. Not played in the Premiership. Preston. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> You're up on to seven. Okay. <laughs> Last question. Home or away? Uh, let's go another away one again. Why okay. Not? Which club play at the Johnny Rock Stadium? Oh, it's not one I've heard of. Johnny Rock's got to be like... It was... It's this the club. He's still at the original stadium, but mm. obviously it's modern-day sponsorship sort of deal. Has changed the name from it's the name which I knew. I still call this club stadium, but this is its official name. Okay, Johnny Rock, Blackpool, Cheltenham Town, Wadden Road. Oh, okay. Well, that gives you a total score of seven, but Matt, I'll let you run through the remaining yeah, questions. Okay, let's see. And let let's watch him get all the, re- all the rest right now because there's no yeah, pressure yeah. on him. That's what tends Probably. to happen, mate, to be truthful. Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll finish off with the rest of the home. Stan Kroenke is Arsenal's majority owner, but who is second highest? Ch- Chips Keswick. Ooh, I've got his Ilisha Usmanov. Yeah, it's Usmanov and then Kedrick. Yeah, that is right. Okay. Yeah, you are right. Don't, don't make me doubt myself there, but cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who was Arsenal's youngest ever player? Youngest ever? Uh, Jack Wilshere, is it? Cesc Fabregas. I'm pretty sure Wilshere took it off Fabregas. I'm pretty sure it's still Fabregas. Or maybe... It might be days. I think they were both 16 at the time. It might be like Cesc Fabregas. Sure maybe days left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's probably days in it then. Okay. It this... was so stupid like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which Arsenal or Tottenham player has scored the most goals in the North London derby in Premier League games? Scored the most in Premier League games? What, over history since Premier League? Uh... Yes, obviously since 1992. Okay. Did you say Arsenal or Tottenham then? I did. Ooh. It's probably Tottenham player then. Harry Kane. Incorrect. Emmanuel Adebayor. Oh, of course, because he moved between the two teams. Correct. (laughs) So, same question, but which lone Arsenal player has scored the most? Just Arsenal player. Just Arsenal this time. London Derby. Oh. I know Theo Walcott scored quite a few. I'll go with him. Robert Perez with seven. Ah. See, okay. I'm bad at this. Maybe I should have brushed up on it before I came on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right, buddy. Okay. Just trying to wing it. <laughs> okay. After being at Arsenal since 1998, mm. in 2007, this player moved to West Ham. Who am I? Moved to West Ham. Alex Song? 
Freddie Youngberg. Oh, okay. I could see why you thought Alex yeah, Song. So yeah. Because of his transfer to Barca. Okay. Last home question. Who were the last team to beat Arsenal in a Champions League game? Last team to beat Arsenal in a Champions League game? I don't know. It was long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, this this one's got to stand out there. So who do you always play in the Champions League? <laughs> okay. Bayern Munich. Correct. There you go. Intention <laughs> <laughs> aggregate. 5-1 each oh, game, wasn't it, if I remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Four. Okay. okay. I think the season before we actually beat them... But I know we lost to them on away goals or something. Like it was two two. Nah, it's always buying that knock you boys out, mate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> One way. I'll get the rest of these away questions done. Okay. Southampton ended last term with two joint top goal scorers. One being Charlie Austin. Who was the other? Uh, Tadic. Correct. Correct. Takes the penalties and stuff and the free kicks, doesn't it? Good yeah. shout, that. Yeah. Good shout. Should have went for some more away than home. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Who is the only player to have scored in the Manchester, Merseyside, and Glasgow derby? Poor. Manchester, Merseyside, and Glasgow. Right. Yeah. You're brutal with these questions, man. I've got to put that out there. It's pretty hard questions. I don't know the, the, uh, Sorry, the, the questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real challenge. It is. Um, I'll give you a clue if you want for this one. Go on, I'm okay. just trying to think. Right. You played for, out of, the, out of the derbies, you played for United, Everton, and Rangers. And he was Man United's right winger before David Beckham. Right winger. It gives you a bit of a time frame at least. Did you play for Rangers? Who you think? Like Andre Konchowskis. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should have gone with these away ones, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is Aston Villa's highest ever league position finish, I should say? Uh, they finished. Must be towards the top end of the table in the Premier. Uh, eighth. Second. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that is that before Premier League as well? No, nope, including I think. Where was it? Uh, oh, don't hold me to that. Actually, I can't actually remember. Okay, well, I'll do some research and find I'm out. Pretty out sure it is Premiership. <laughs> pretty yeah. sure. Okay. In two thousand five, which two Newcastle United teammates were sent off for fighting against each other? Uh, Ke- oh, Kieran Dyer and Lee Dyer. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. last but not least. Who finishes League One's top goalscorer last season with 27 league goals? League One's top scorer. Hmm. He's heavily linked with a move to Derby County. Heavily linked. It's got to be somebody from Peterborough. Marriott. Correct. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Pulled that one out of the back. You, re- you recovered towards the end there, I'll yeah, give you yeah. that. <laughs> Total score is seven, but recovered at the end, I'm going to put on the scoreboard. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's uh, your score. And mark I think what you, what you should put is total score of seven, recovered at the end, recovered at the end, whilst not under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I read that every time someone comes yeah, on, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> right. Five years' time. Oh, it's still there, still seven, still, seven still literally at the very bottom. I've, I've, I've done quizzes on other podcasts, and the pressure does get to you in these sorts. It really does. It really does. Like, 
you could you think you could literally research and revise and everything, but as soon as it's on you, you just your memory just goes blank. And there's certain ones in there I know I should have known, like when we moved to the Emirates, for example, like yeah. And I just literally my mind just went blank. It's it's the pressure. It would be worse if we timed it. If oh, we God. said you've got yeah. two minutes to answer all these yeah. questions, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it's crazy. But fair fair play and thanks for coming on and no, giving right. it. Good effort, man. No, no worries. Maybe I'll come on again another time and see if I can beat that. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you're listening and you think you can beat that score of seven, but recover at the end as well you can do so by tweeting us using the handle at footy foundry that's f-o-o-t-i-e or you can find us on facebook by searching the football foundry or you can head over to our website which is what matt uh com. there you go <laughs> Took just, your time. just briefly just to, i want to actually Give you some nominations. I'm going to actually nominate a couple of guys who I reckon need to do this. I reckon Russ Vernon, who is yeah. the Leeds United fan I was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Kieran Riley as well, who's on my station, is a Wolves fan. I reckon you should do it as well, Kez. And I'm going to go with Jordan as well, who's a South End United fan. I reckon you three fellas should give it a go. Do you reckon they'll have been sat laughing at your score <laughs> and you think you want to get them on to embarrass them? <laughs> nah, not really, but I know like they're all, they're all guys that are linked in with my station. Jordan's the gaffer of uh, Ivory United as well. There you go. Um, yeah, so let's give it a go. Let's see if they, see if they can... Yeah, yeah see, see who does the best out of you guys. You've got your own little leaderboard going on. Fair enough. There we go. Um, also, be sure to give our partners the Beautiful Game Network some love by following them on Twitter using the handle at the BGNFM. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at roughneckscarves.com. Uh, so, I suppose we best all say goodbye. But, Mike, would you like to tell people where they can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, so you can find me on www.stormfm.org.uk. Um, my shows that I do run out on a Tuesday from 8pm and a Sunday from 7, so either of those days are when I'm on. Um, and then obviously, if you look up on Facebook for, uh, I think it's Stevenage FC interviews or SFC interviews, is the player interviews thing that I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um I'll send you the direct link to that in a minute if I can find it on the... I'll just send you a direct tweet to that. Um, cool. Brilliant stuff. So we've also got Ivory United as well, Ivory United FC. So, you, you know, they're on Twitter, Facebook, and pretty much all over social media. There you go. So now you know where to find Mike. Uh, Matt, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. Mike, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> goodbye, everyone, and thank you for listening. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh